Hello everyone and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiments. Once again, my name is Joel Harrison and as always, I am super grateful that you're here with me today to keep me accountable and listen to me talk about some things that are pretty important to me and I hope are fairly helpful to you. No, let me rephrase that. I hope they're really helpful to you. I don't want to use the word fairly as if uh, I think the things that I'm doing are not uh, important. And that being said, because I feel the things that I'm doing are important, um, at no time through this podcast have I asked for a shameless plug or a share or a like or a review. Um, So here I am at day 20 saying that if you're one of the people, and I know you're out there because I have analytics and I can see how many of you are listening. So I know there's some people out here who are consistently listening. Um, If I could get you guys just to do me one simple favor for hanging out with me, just jump on either um, social media or you know, maybe iTunes would be great or wherever you're listening to your podcast. And if there is a review button, um, just take a minute out of your life just to give me a little review. Um, hopefully it's positive, but please be honest and to let other people know, uh, what's going on with this podcast. If you feel that there's value in this podcast and maybe somebody in your world needs to hear the things that are going on, um, that's the only way we're going to get it done. So the more you guys like share and review, the more people we can get this podcast out to, and hopefully we can uh, do a little bit of good. So I would greatly appreciate that. And on to today. So let's see, today was today was the second day in a row where I woke up with a very limited num- amount of sleep. So I think last night, I think the night before I went to bed at something like 4.30, Excuse me, my subconscious is working against me here. I'm talking about being tired and I start to yawn. So I think, like I said, yesterday, so yesterday morning, I think I hadn't gone to bed until 4.30. So I did sleep in a little bit because I, uh, Holly was off for the day and I, I didn't go into Mondays or my day to do my own work. So I didn't have to go into my regular job. Um, and... So I probably, you know, I slept in a little bit, but still working on a very limited amount of sleep. And then last night, I, or this morning, I did have to get up and go into my regular job. So going to sleep at about four o'clock again meant that I had like two hours of sleep, which was pretty rough. Um, and I don't really know what exactly is keeping me up over the last couple of nights, the headspace has been pretty good. I think it could just be kind of some poorly timed naps um, or allowing myself to go into that nap space where you don't set an alarm and you change from a nap to maybe like a legit sleep cycle or two. You know, um, I can think of at least at least one nap in the last couple of days that was at least more than two hours long. So, um, that could be what's been keeping me up, but again, a real positive and a real win. And I was even speaking to somebody about this. Um, they're like, um, I can't believe that you didn't smoke some weed, uh, to try and go to bed. Cause you know, in that situation, that's going to put me to sleep every time. And I'm like, yeah, that's, 
the exact opposite of <laughs> what the whole point is. You know, the point is to face adversity and not go back to those typical crutches. Um, so I haven't had that medicine that helps me sleep sometimes, and it's a bit of a negative, but that's okay, um, is what it is. Got through the day today just fine, did come home from work and take a pretty hefty nap again, but here we are pretty late in the evening, and I think I'll be pretty able to go to bed and actually fall asleep tonight, even though um, besides just being tired today, uh, the pretty heavy evening found out that my grandfather is going back into the hospital. Um, he's quite up there in age, has had some heart surgeries recently. So, um, that's pretty disconcerting. I'm not really enjoying having that thought in my headspace this evening. Um, and there's not much that I can really do to be of service or of help. Um, well, you know, that's not true because instead of what I would typically do is be like, Oh man, that sucks. That stresses me out. That makes me upset. That gives me, um, negative emotions. And I would roll a big fat joint and smoke it just to where I didn't care anymore. And you know, that's kind of back to that point of stress relief as opposed to stress relief. Um, so I didn't do that. You know, that was my first reaction and that was my headspace. And I was like, look, man, you wouldn't be, wouldn't be negative. You know, you would, nobody would, would judge you for that in that moment, um, of going, going to that headspace. But, you know, I already went to that headspace once in an emotional time this month and I don't want to go back there again. I have 10 more days to get through. Um, and I'm determined to get through those 10 days. Are they creeping along? Yeah. Um, but the last couple of days since, um, since my conversation with Nicholas, uh, and he really kind of helped me realize that that's fear space, that that kind of pining for a drink or a smoke um, is kind of a fear-based headspace. And so I just put it away. And... I mean, yeah, there's still some desire there, but I'm kind of drifting away from using that headspace. So what I did instead was take some time, go down into my bedroom and do some, not too lengthy, but dedicated a little bit of time to some chakra clearing, some meditation, um, spent about a half hour just in my room, just breathing calmly listening to chakra clearings, which essentially is just a very calm musical tones, um, just to kind of help you clear things and balance things and, and put everything back where it's supposed to be. And afterwards I felt pretty good for a while. Um, kind of talking about it to bring it back up to the surface a little bit, but you know, that's okay. Um, coming back to that point where really that's, three days in a row where I'm owed some pretty big celebration to myself for remaining in that headspace and staying true and being disciplined. You know, at, at this point, a lot of this process is just kind of sheer gut discipline. Um, and some places I'm succeeding and some places I'm failing. 
because I didn't sleep much last night, I didn't have a lot of time this morning. You know, I stayed in bed as late as I could, so I didn't have a lot of extra time this morning to get up and make a breakfast and pack a lunch and all that stuff. And I had a meeting at work, so I was going to be there later. So when the offer came up to go to lunch at the local Mexican joint, um, I went. And we were on a time constraint, so we did a little Mexican buffet. And there were not very many items there that um, did not have the carbs in them. So I did dive into some carbs today. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, you know what, screw it. If I'm diving into carbs, I'm diving into carbs. And, you know, I had like, I don't know, various various amounts of carbs. I definitely grabbed the, the chimichurri, and um, which was pretty good. But, I mean, okay, honest question here. Mexican place. You got the buffet. There's a, um, I said chimichurri. I believe I mean chimichanga. I made chimichurri sauce, which if you're not familiar, it's like, uh, it's like acidic and herby and it's got some like parsley and cilantro. I think oregano, red wine vinegar, and then like some spice, like some, um, some jalapeno in there. Oh man. So good. So good. If you're not familiar with chimichurri, get you some freaking chimichurri sauce and like dump it all over a steak. Oh, good stuff. Back to the point chimichanga all right so you're at the mexican buffet chimichanga no cheese sauce yeah i'm leaving that pause for effect no cheese sauce on the chimichanga what's the deal with that like i've been telling my i've been telling telling my guy like hey man there's a mexican place by your house and there's a mexican place by our work where um we we could eat at either one and it's like, stop going to the Mexican place, buy your work, because it is just subpar. You're going to pay the same amount, and I, I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows what the lunch buffet is like at the place by his house. And I think he needs to step up and get himself some better Mexican food. Um, in case you haven't figured this out yet, <laughs> I'm not all that... Um, I'm kind of blabbing because I'm not all that sure what I'm going to talk about for the evening. Um, but I do have those... You know, I did have the celebrations and then the fault. So I wanted to make sure that we, we got on base with those and know where we're going. And again, as we go through the month, um, two-thirds of the way there, 10 days left, that kind of thing. Um, I have another big event coming up. Thanksgiving is in two days. Who decided to not eat carbs and sugar through November? And like... Again, I have to pick out and see how I'm going to set that intent and how I'm going to do that because there are some dang good cooks in my family. And like, am I just not going to eat the my mashed potatoes? Like my brother makes mashed potatoes. He invented a term for himself. He calls himself a Massier because that's how good his mashed potatoes are. And you know what? I can't fault the dude. Like, I don't really want to blow his head up any more than it already is. But the dude makes pretty much the best mashed potatoes ever. Um, and it's pretty much like a one-to-one ratio of potatoes to butter is kind of the secret, but I mean, there's some dank mashed potatoes and to think that I'm going to voluntarily not eat those on Thanksgiving, that, that one hurts. So not really sure how I'm going to handle that. Still thinking about that, but I guess today to get into at least something legitimate, um, to be perfectly honest with you guys, which I love to do. 30 podcasts in 30 days is a lot, and 
I need to get back on the phone with some of my friends and get some more people involved in, in the podcast because I need some more perspective here because trying to come up with 30 things to talk about in 30 days is a pretty daunting task. And, you know, I'm starting to get to that point where every night I'm ended up with a little bit of frustration because I have a whole list of things that I want to talk about and I've talked about them. And as things come up throughout my day, this, that, and the other, sometimes I think of things that, that will fit very well. And sometimes I don't. And when I don't, I still have to sit down and do the podcast and I still have to be here to talk to you guys because that's my intention. But I want to give you value. And so there's a little bit of um, trepidation there as far as where we go from here. So, but you know, I did come up with the fact that I, I want to talk about movement, right? I don't mean like walking from here to there. I mean like movement on something. And I mean this in a really broad way. So movement could be saying something. Movement could be doing something. Movement could be uh, anything of that nature that, you know, taking action maybe might be a better way to put that than movement. So I know last night in the beginning of the podcast, we talked pretty briefly about um talking with your someone you're in a relationship whether that's a friend or a spouse or a girlfriend or you know a boyfriend or whatever um and and I kind of want to come back to that because one of the pieces of taking action is regularly using your voice and trying to speak to what's going on and speak about how you're feeling and so often we don't take that step and then we miss an opportunity. We miss an opportunity to communicate properly. We miss an opportunity to make that um, that relationship stronger by communicating openly and honestly. Um, we miss that opportunity for connection by being vulnerable or emotional with somebody. Or, you know, in, in my case, um, to be perfectly honest, I mean, if you're keeping up, I've told you about every time that I've done a poor job at communicating and and it ended on a fight. Um, and I think I'm, I'm pretty well rolling on a few days here. Uh, we're stacking up the wins on being able to say like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling or, Hey, this bothers me. Or would you not do that please? Or, you know, I appreciate you or telling my wife, uh, giving her more, more compliments and trying to, uh, make her happier in those ways. Um, and, and all that comes out to like, just say it like, Stop being afraid or worried about the consequences of your words as long as they are coming from a good place. Now, there are some people in our world that just, like, I'll be perfectly honest, that just need to shut up. Like, just stop talking. If you are spewing hatred or points of view that are... Um, I'm not going to say controversial because sometimes we meet, we need controversy. Some, some of the things in our society are sitting in a a wrong place currently and we need somebody to speak up for them. So I'm not saying don't create controversy, but do it from a, from a pure place. And if you have an opinion that is, um, negative or hateful or bigotrous or, uh, something like that, you, you can go ahead and keep that to yourself. Um, because look, I understand everybody has their feelings, everybody has their thoughts, and everybody feels certain ways. Um, but 
you should also identify when those ideas are hurtful. And you know, people, people know, let's be honest. Um, we have a lot of this, we have a lot of this area where people just pretend like they don't get it. Um, especially, and I don't want to dive too deep into this, but especially into, um, like a racial sense, you know, we've gotten a pretty big racial divide here in the United States over the last, you know, five, six years or so, or maybe even a little bit more. Um, and maybe it's always been there. Maybe it didn't go away for a little while. Maybe we just all have cameras now and we see it more often, but either way, like, you know, you know, whether what you're saying is bigotrous or, you know, if you, you just don't get it, like, I don't get why I can't use that word or yeah, you do. Yeah, you, you totally do. And in those cases, you know, maybe pipe down, but what I'm, but to stop rambling and get to the point, if something is important, if something is emotional, if something means something to you, if it's communication between somebody you care about or about something you, you care about, just say it, just open your mouth and let it out. Um, and you know, a lot of times that's going to lead you right to what you want to know. If you have a fear about a certain situation, if you wonder how someone is feeling about something, open up your mouth and ask, you know, we're not mind readers as, as much as any one of us would like to think so, or more, we would like to think that our partners are the people that we're trying to communicate with our mind readers. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. So if you don't open your mouth and communicate um, and take action from your feelings and your thoughts, then you're going to end up in that same place that I was finding myself in where you didn't say something and you just shoved it down inside and then it bubbled back up to the top and you shoved it down inside and it bubbled back up to the top and you shoved it down inside and then boom, it exploded. And you ended up saying, you then can't communicate properly from that place. Um, because why, why didn't you communicate that? Because you're afraid. That's a fear-based thing. Why we don't, why we don't open our mouths and talk about the things that we're worried about or the things that we're emotional about or the things that we're uncomfortable about. So sometimes you just have to open your mouth and say it and you will almost always feel better or you will learn something so say you have something going on with you and it's an emotional thing and you have somebody that you trust somebody that you care about and you're worried to share this thing with that person and you finally open your mouth and you say it you're going to finally know where that person stands and if that's somebody that you thought was your friend and you thought had you emotionally then and they didn't, well, then they didn't. And now you know where to align from here and you just learn something. And you can go forward um, being a stronger person and find yourself that team. Um, you know, a few, a few episodes ago, we talked about your team and we talked about who's in your team and you always need to know. And there's always a point where you're going to open your mouth and say something to somebody in your team and you're going to know real quick whether they're actually on your team or whether you just thought they were on your team. I guess the other point of taking action is actually, you know, not just talking about it, but actually taking action. So I've been telling people that I'm a hypnotist for 15 years, but for most of that time, you know, for 
13 of those years, 14 of those years, um, I was working in a restaurant, waiting tables. You know, I was managing a restaurant for a little while, but that wasn't what I wanted to do. And why was that? It was simply not taking action, not doing the work. Um, and I mean, that's a pretty easy connection to make is if you don't do the work, you don't really get to call yourself that thing. And if you don't do the work, you're definitely not going to succeed. And now that I'm doing the work and now that I'm living the life of abundance, I have no problem, you know, saying this is who I am and this is what I do. Do I have a a day job that takes up a good deal of my time? Yes. But is this where my passion is and is this where my time is and is this what I'm working towards? Yes. So if I'm living from abundance and I'm truly trying to do that, or I'm, excuse me, I'm truly doing that, um, then, then that's the place because I'm taking action. So why don't we take action? Fear. It's almost always fear. Why wouldn't I say that thing? Well, because I'm afraid of what somebody else's reaction is going to be. Why wouldn't I tell that pretty girl that I want to take her out on a date? Why wouldn't I tell the girl that I've taken out on a few dates that I love her? Because you're afraid of the reaction. And in all honesty, inside your own life, who cares what somebody else's reaction is? Has anybody ever, you know, died from somebody's reaction because from, from rejection? Like, oh, hey, you're pretty good. I take you out to dinner sometime? No. Okay. Like, have a good day. Like, what? I mean, we build up this whole fear thing. Um, but I'm going to use my buddy Ryan's analogy that he always uses is, is fear and anxiety inside us feels that way because when we were a caveman, um, there was a saber-toothed tiger outside the door of the cave and we needed to feel that way so that we didn't go out there and get eaten. But we live in 2018. There is no saber-toothed tiger at all. They're extinct. You know, maybe if you live in Canada or Alaska or Montana or something like that, maybe there's like a a grizzly bear out there. But for the most part, they're going to be in their world and you're going to be in your world. So that's a very small amount of what fear adds up to. You know, it is good to be afraid of some things. You know, I live in the city. I don't walk down a dark alley in the middle of the night because I'm afraid of it. That's a good thing because there could be some real danger hiding there. But did I not respond to that client request because I didn't have time? Because I didn't think I had the answer? Well, that right there, if I didn't think I had the answer, that's me being afraid. Why wouldn't I do that? This is my, you know, my chosen vocation. Why would I not pursue that? And sometimes you have to dig in and turn, come think about what you're afraid of to take the action. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I've kind of started moving towards the fear because that's taking action. And so when you feel that anxiety inside you, when you feel that emotion well up in you, that's when you need to lean into it and step into that direction and work through your fear and know that you're going to be okay. You know, you may need to visualize yourself succeeding in this fearful scenario. You may need to manifest your, um, your wins, 
But at the same time, there's no real fear. You know, if you're in sales, and I used to be in sales, and I didn't like it because a lot of sales, a lot of any sales is over the phone or walking into a business and just walking up to somebody and saying, hey, I'm Joel, this is what I do. You want to, you know, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about it. Um, you know, essentially, hey, how are you by this thing? And that's scary because you might get some rejection or it's not because what the hell is that going to do? Nothing. If you don't want my time, tell me no and I'll leave and that way I can go spend my time with somebody else. And so in the grand scheme of things, rejection is not a saber to tiger. However, because of our natural responses to fear, we get that little bit of fear and our body makes us feel like it's life and death. Our body makes it feel like there's a grizzly bear out there that's going to eat us. And it's just not a real thing anymore. It's not a real threat in our world. Um, So when you feel that fear, lean into it, step into it, and move in that direction. Um, And it's a beautiful thing to start doing. Um, I told you guys yesterday about this awesome experience I had at the breath work and the gong bath. And like, I know what a lot of you are thinking, like, Joel, what the hell did you do? Like, why did you go do that? That sounds really weird. Like, yeah, I'm glad you had a good time. But like, dude, you're weird. Well, first of all, thank you, because I am weird. And I uh, take that as a term of endearment. And I've never been insulted by somebody calling me weird, at least not since I was a little kid. But that's the thing is I had some anxiety about it. I thought it was weird. I wasn't really sure. So I leaned into it. And I just took those first couple of steps. You know, like, I bought a pair of comfy pants that I could wear to the event. So by noon, when I was at the store and I'd purchased those pants, like I had already leaned into it and decided and set my intent that I'm going to this because I don't spend money on things if I'm not going to do them. You know, I'd bought my ticket after I got home from that. There's another instance of leaning into it. You know, I had to take a shower and get ready for it before I went leaning into it. And the whole time I'm thinking like, I have no idea what this thing is going to be. I have no idea what I'm going to feel or what it's going to do, but it's time to explore it. And you know, when you do that, when you lean into your fear and you take action, you learn, you grow, and you surely become more powerful because you have defeated the big, ugly fear monster. And Winning that battle time and time and time again shows you that the more you move, the more you take action, the more you stand up to that fear, the more powerful you become. Do you think that when Jeff Bezos started Amazon that he didn't have some fear that he was going to lose his pants? You know, no, absolutely. Of course he did. And he moved into it and he took that step and look where he is now. If you're not familiar, Jeff Bezos is a guy that owns Amazon, literally the richest company in the entire world. Um, so if you, if you don't think there's fear involved there, then, then you're just wrong. And you need to get to that place where you take so much action. You're so driven that the fear fuels you. And that if and and the communication fuels you and the rejection fuels you, um, and it starts to stack up, and then it becomes, 
your habit. It becomes how you work through things. I'm afraid of that. Okay, let's go. And you move through that. And that's something that, to be perfectly honest, I'm still working on. I'm trying to get through. And because there's a lot of times where fear comes into my life and I just, you know, how I handle it is I just kind of shut down. I'll spend an entire day on the couch playing video games because, you know, I'm afraid to make a phone call. And we don't always see it as fear. We see it as, you know, we'll call ourselves lazy or a procrastinator. But then, you know, yesterday when I laid it all out for you guys, I discovered that subconsciously it's very possible that I have some fear related to success. And if I become successful, what does that mean and how is that going to be? And that could very well be what I've been afraid of. So the new plan moving forward is to take action um, when I feel afraid. So something bothers me, go do something about it. So I'm, you know, coming back all the way to the conversation that we had about my grandfather. My grandfather is, is ill um, and he's got fluid on his lungs. And at his age, this is a pretty scary thing. But what can I do here? You know, it's late. My car probably won't make that trip. It's like a two hour trip to go see him, maybe a little bit more. Um so what options do I have? Well, I've been studying energy healing and I believe that it is possible to, you know, it's funny. I've posted that meme of an empty semi with the door open that says, look, your thoughts and prayers have, have arrived. Um, I've posted that meme a good handful of times and I'll be the first to say that I have been really cynical about thoughts and prayers being helpful. And I think there's a difference between saying thoughts and prayers, between taking some time to talk in your head to a deity that you may or may not fully believe in. You know, if you go back to our episode on believing, when I talk about believing something with every single fiber of your being, um, you know, I think that you need to be that into what you're doing. And I, and I think that, so what I did tonight, like I said earlier, instead of smoking a joint and calming down and turning it off, I went and did my chakra clearing and through my chakra clearing, I thought very deeply and intently about my grandpa. And I went through memories of him and connected with that idea. And if you're not familiar where thought goes, energy flows, um, which is something I always hear Tony Robbins say. And I think that there's more to that than a lot of us realize that on some level, I believe with all of my being that on some level, we have the ability to connect with, you know, the source um, I believe that's more of a, of a universal consciousness. Some people call it the Kashic field, the zero point field. Some people call it God. You know, you may believe in various gods or one God or, or whatever. But I believe that if that is your belief and you truly believe it with all of your being, that you do have the ability to send positive healing energy 
from wherever you are to um, to wherever they are. And I want to invite um, a friend of mine on to maybe talk a little bit more about that who has a little bit more intellectual knowledge on the subject for those of you who think that that's a crazy idea. Um, there is... There is some science these days to support that, um, and I can't speak to it that much because I've always been a science guy, and I've always believed, and up until now, I've always believed and trusted in the scientific process, and I always said, look, if you can't lay out an experiment that somebody else can replicate and repeat and get the same results, then I don't see that as a fact, but there is, so when someone who is a scientist, is a doctor, um, told me that the scientific process has begun to tell us that some of these things become possible. You know, that was, that was what I I needed because I had faith in the scientific process. And he said, the scientific process says that there's a possibility for this. And that coupled with some real life experience and some other anecdotal evidence, you know, changed, changed my way of thinking. And so that's what I did. That's what I did when I took action this evening is I became afraid instead of smoking weed and hiding, you know, in my own head, I did my meditation. I did my chakra clearing and I set real intention to help heal and send loving vibrations um, and just try to connect. Now, do I think that I can actually heal and, and help and extend his life? Um, especially with where I'm at, I, I don't believe that I have that effect and that ability at the moment, but I do also believe that if I don't, or if I can't help direct some higher ability to do that, that maybe just some peace and calm of mind might happen or, you know, somewhere, something to help, um, prep for transition, if you will. Um, and, and maybe, you know, maybe you think that all that whole last five minutes of talk is completely out there and doesn't exist and that I've lost you. And, and, and if I have, I mean, understand everybody's welcome to their opinion, you know, <laughs> and it's, and I can understand that more than anybody because, um, I've told you many times that I used to be completely cynical and, and quite an asshole about things like that. So now that I feel differently, um, I'm totally understandable if somebody else doesn't agree with that, but that's what I believe. And again, I believe that whatever is believed, um, by the entire body, spirit, soul, um, has real, real power. So again, when you run into this place of fear, take action, do something. If it's words, let it out, talk to the person, um, you know, get your feelings out, um, let them be known and let the chips fall where they may. And you're going to find that your relationships are much stronger if they are based purely on truth and connection rather than on, you know, lies and burying your feelings. And if it's something, a physical action that you need to take that you're afraid of, man, just, just move, just 
Move. Take action. I get it. The world's scary. Or it's not. Simply all there is to it. So I hope this one was helpful. Um, Like I said, I didn't really have a plan when I turned on the microphone, but the clock was ticking on the end of the day and I had to make an episode. So I appreciate you're here hanging out with me for this one. Um, I hope that you found value in it and I hope that you continue to find value in the rest of the podcast. Um, Remember to like, share, comment, uh, leave me a review if you feel so inclined. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm simply grateful for you listening and helping me move through my process. Um, And that being said, do your absolute best to make every day better than the one before. And if you fail, that's totally fine because tomorrow's a new day and it'll be a little easier. Live with gratitude, celebrate your victories, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.